0: Complexities of viral mutation rates, Kayla Peck, Adam Loring's, from University of Michigan, USA, Journal of Virology, 2018. Abstracts Many viruses evolve rapidly. This is due in part to the high mutation rates. Mutation rate estimates for over 25 viruses are currently available. Here we review the population genetics of virus mutation rates. We specifically cover the topics of mutation rate estimation, the forces that drive the evolution of mutation rates and how the optimal mutation rate can be context dependent. Many viruses have high rates of evolution These high evolutionary rates have been attributed to the large population sites, short generation times and high mutation rates of viruses. Mutation rate specifically is an important determinant of evolutionary rate across taxa. In the context of viruses, the mutation rate is the rate at which errors are made during replication of viral genome. This is in contrast to the substitution rate, which is the rate at which mutations become fixed or present within all individuals in a population. Whereas mutation rates are used to estimate the amount of genetic diversity generated within a population of offsprings, substitution rates are used to estimate the rate of evolution for a particular lineage or taxon. In population genetics, an important parameter is the genomic mutation rate, which is the product of the per nucleotide site mutation rate in the genome size. The genomic mutation rate determines the average number of mutations each offspring will have compared to the parental or ancestral genome on a per site level DNA viruses typically have mutation rates on the order of 10 to the power of -8 to 10 to the power of -6 substitutions per nucleotide site per cell infection RNA viruses however have higher mutation rates that range between 10 to the power of -6 and 10 to the power of -4 substitutions Nucleotide site per cell infection. Despite variable per site rates, species with smaller genomes exhibit a negative correlation between genomic mutation rate and genomic size, such that the per genome mutation rate is relatively constant. The higher per site mutation rates of RNA viruses. Can be explained in part by the RNA dependent RNA polymerases that replicate their genomes. Unlike many DNA polymerases, RDRP, RNA dependent RNA polymerases, do not have proofreading activity and are thus enabled to correct mistakes during replication. Notable exceptions are members of the nidovirales family including coronaviruses, toroviruses, and roniviruses, which have an RNA-dependent RNA polymerase, independent proofreading activity, and thus lower mutation rates. This proofreading is thought to be a key factor in explaining how these viruses have much larger norms, more than 26 kilobases, compared to the other RNA viruses. Retroviruses also have high mutation rates because reverse transcriptase, like most RNA-dependent RNA polymerases, lacks proofreading activity. Finally, for unclear reasons, single-stranded viruses tend to mutate more rapidly than double-stranded viruses, causing some single-stranded DNA viruses to have rates compared those of double stranded RNA viruses. Mutation rates determine the amount of genetic variation generated in a population, which is the material upon which natural selection can act. For this reason, a higher mutation rate correlates with a higher evolution rate, but only to a point. While the high mutation rates of retroviruses and RNA viruses may explain the high evolutionary rates relative to those of DNA viruses, several DNA viruses exhibit evolutionary rates compared to those of RNA viruses. This highlights the importance of additional factors in determining the evolutionary rate such as within host dynamics or cell tropism. Overall, mutation rates are important because they determine the probability that mutation conferring drug resistance, antibody escape, or expanded host range will arise. Additionally, mutation rates can determine whether a virus population will be susceptible to a drug-induced lethal mutagenesis. Here, we discuss viral mutation rates from a population genetics perspective, including informative work from non viral systems. Specifically, we address how mutation rates are measured and how evolutionary forces shape viral mutation rates over different time scales. For further discussion on other aspects of viral mutation rates, we refer the reader to articles on polymerase structure and function. Viral mutational fitness effects, evolutionary rates, and genome evolution. How are viral mutation rates measured? The mutational rates of over 25 viruses have been extremely measured in a laboratory setting. These rates range from 10 to the power of minus 8 to 10 to the power of minus 6 c, for DNA viruses and 10 to the power of minus 6 to 10 to the power of minus 4 SNC for RNA viruses. Importantly, even though mutation rates are reported as a single value, each of the 12 mutation classes will have its own rate. In the literature, polymerase error is typically measured and expressed as mutation frequency, mutation rate, and misincorporation rates to the variety of methods for measuring mutation rates. It is important to consider what is being measured and the strength and limitations of each approach. Mutation frequency refers to the proportion of mutants identified in a virus sample of or population. As such, mutation frequency is biased towards non-lethal mutations and typically captures only those mutations that are able to persist in the population. This means that frequency estimates can be confounded by selection and drift. When a de novo mutation appears in a population of size n, its initial frequency is 1 to n. Because virus populations are typically very large, this makes the initial frequency of gene over mutations extremely low. Under this scenario, most mutations, the increase in frequency and detectable levels are either beneficial or selectively neutral. However, we know from studies of viral mutational fitness facts that most mutations are lethal or deleterious, a minority are neutral and only a few are beneficial. Thus methods that rely on mutation frequencies are biased against little and or deleterious mutations and may dramatically underestimate the mutation rate. Common methods for measuring mutation frequencies include the sequencing of clones, populations, or mutation accumulation lines. The most common approach is to sequence individual clones or perform high depth of coverage sequencing of an entire population after a defined number of passages. Advantages of these methods include the ability to capture mutational spectra. For example, estimates of the 12 mutation classes and context dependent effects. Although sequencing approaches are powerful, disadvantages includes an inherent bias towards sampling genomes with higher fitness and the possibility of sequencing errors being mislabeled as mutations. Furthermore, for RNA viruses, genomes must undergo a reverse transcription step prior to sequencing. The impact of reverse transcription error on the processing of rna various samples likely leads to high levels of background errors and may skew estimates of mutational bias. Newer sequencing methods, such as circular sequencing, may improve accuracy by making it easier to exclude sequencing errors from the final analysis. Mutation accumulation involves subjecting virus populations to serial bottlenecks, as in plaque-to-plaque transfers, to avoid selection against deleterious mutations. Plaque-to-plaque transfers involve selecting a single viral plaque at random to inoculate the next passage. By continuously selecting a single plaque in each passage, deleterious mutations can become fixed in the population and are thus detected upon sequencing. Notably, as a lineage accumulates multiple mutations, selection may play a more prominent role because additional deleterious mutations will reduce the fitness such that a is unable to form. While these methods overall is less biased against deleterious mutations it still cannot capture lethal mutations however it is possible to adjust the mutation frequency to account for lethal mutations by leveraging data on viral mutational fitness effects furthermore if enough passages are performed mutational spectra and context-dependent effects can be captured. Whereas mutation frequency is the proportion for mutants in a population, mutation rate is the rate at which mutations occur in a viral genome. Mutation rates are reported as either substitutions per nucleotide per round of copying SNR or substitutions per nucleotide per cell infection where cell infection is an estimate of viral generation. The distinction between these units is based on whether viruses replicate via a stamping machine model where a single template is used or replication is semi-conservative with replicated strands themselves acting as the templates. Many assays will capture SNC, which can be converted to SNR if the replication mode, for example number of copying cycles, is known. Alternatively, fluctuation tests, as described below, directly measure the SNR regardless of the mode of replication. The fluctuation test as a method for mutation rate estimation that is derived from the classic Luria del Brock experiment. This method requires the presence of a marker that can acquire mutations linked to a scorable phenotype, such as resistance to a drug. While the ideal marker is selectively neutral, fluctuation tests are often robust to ones they are not. One important advantage of this method that it is less biased against lethal mutations allowing for an estimate that may more accurately capture the true mutation rate. Additionally, fluctuation tests avoid sequencing errors and the error-prone reverse transcription step in the processing of RNA virus samples. Disadvantages of this method include bias towards the subset of sites in mutational classes, they yield the scorable phenotype and of only one location in the genome, which limits the detection of context-dependent effects. To overcome the disadvantage of a limited mutational spectrum, Pauli and others expanded on the traditional fluctuation test to individually probe all 12 mutational classes. Briefly, a green fluorescent protein (GFP) gene was introduced in the influenza A virus genome. Three codons crucial for the fluorescence of the GFP protein were mutated. Such the only reversion of a specific nucleotide could result in restoration of the fluorescent phenotype. Advantages of this method include the ability to measure an independent rate for all 12 mutation classes and to explore context-dependent effects by changing the location of the GFP gene. While the above approaches estimate mutation rates in cells, several cell-free systems allow for measurement of viral misincorporation rates. Here, the nucleotide misincorporation or discrimination rate of purified polymerases can be directly quantified in a biochemical reaction. A variety of techniques have been developed and used to investigate RDRP fidelity for many RNA viruses, because these assays define misincorporation dynamics independent of the mutations effect of the virus they are less biased against lethal and deleterious mutations. Polymerase kinetics such as elongation speed can also be easily measured. However, measurements of misincorporation rates from cell-free assays are often quite different from mutation rate estimates in cell-biased assays, although still well correlated. How do viral mutation rates evolve? Mutation rates are clearly subject to natural selection and can evolve over time. But what forces drive the evolution? Fidelity variants are useful tools for understanding how mutation rates evolve. A small number of fidelity variants have been identified for DNA viruses but many more have been identified in RNA viruses. Fidelity variants for DNA organisms can have as high as a hundred to 400 fold change in mutation rate. Whereas RNA virus fidelity variants have between two and 20 fold changes in mutation rate. Fidelity variants with an increase in mutation rate are known as mutators whereas those with a decrease in mutation rate are known as anti-mutators. Theoretical studies have shown that the strength of the mutator or the magnitude of change in the mutation rate can play an important role in both its behavior in the population and the population's rate for adaptation, highlighting an important difference between mutators in DNA versus RNA virus populations. Mutation rates can evolve through the fixation of mutator and anti-mutator alleles in A population. In theory, when A population is well adapted to its environment, mutators are not favored. Because most mutations are deleterious. Mutators will suffer from an increased mutation load and lose out the competitors from a lower mutation rate. Thus, selection against mutators should result in mutation rates being pushed even lower. Given the detrimental effect of mutation load, a long-standing question in evolutionary biology is why mutation rates have not evolved to be zero. Three major hypotheses have been presented to address this question. One explanation, known as the Drift Barrier Hypothesis, suggests that genetic drift, or the stochastic loss of alleles, prevents selection from being able to reduce the mutation rate to zero. The impact of drift relies upon the effective population size which captures the time scale of population to Nova and can roughly be thought of as the number of genomes that contribute genetic material to the next generation. When the effective population size is low as is thought to be the case for many viral populations, selection is weak and drift could play a large role in the random fixation of mutator alleles. In contrast, large effective populations are subject to less drift, allowing selection to more effectively reduce the mutation rate. The drift barrier hypothesis has been well studied in other species, but has not yet been thoroughly investigated in the context of viruses. A second hypothesis is that a physiochemical limit prevents polymerases from attaining perfect fidelity. Lower mutation rates impose a higher biochemical cost, for example, by requiring more resources to be spent on producing proteins or protein systems that prevent of fixed mutations. When the mutation rate is low enough This cost is so high that a system with perfect fidelity will never be favored in the population. This hypothesis, however, is not well supported because we would expect it to act similarly in species with comparable polymerases. And yet we see high levels of variability in the mutation rate of these organisms. A third hypothesis, is that there is a countervailing selection for higher mutation rates. Too many selective forces that might favor higher mutation rates are increased adaptability and faster replicative speed. In the former, a higher mutation rate could be favored because it enhances the adaptability of a population. More mutations result in a more genetic variation upon which selection can act. Therefore, a genetic background harbouring a mutator allele is more likely to produce a beneficial mutation, such as one that mediates escape from host defences, than those backgrounds with a lower mutation rate. The beneficial mutation is important because it allows the mutator allele to increase in frequency by a process known as hitchhiking. Here, a mutator allele can increase in frequency to fixation by hitchhiking along with a beneficial mutation that is produced, thereby increasing the mutation rate of the population as a whole. Importantly, and in contrast to quasi-species models, the mutator allele is not selected for directly, Instead, it gets carried along by selection for a beneficial mutation to which it is linked. Because a mutator allele must remain linked to a beneficial mutation to hitchhike the fixation, this is more likely to occur in virus populations with low recombination rates. When recombination is present, a mutator allele is likely to be separated from its beneficial mutation and no longer benefits from indirect selection. The adaptability model for high mutation rates is tempting because viruses are constantly facing strong selective pressures from the immune system. When an organism is well adapted to its environment and no selective pressures are present, all mutations are neutral and deleterious. However, in the face of a selective pressure, beneficial mutations become available. Higher mutation rates would increase the probability of producing a beneficial allele. This is supported by numerous experiments performed in yeast and bacteria showing that a mutator allele will increase in frequency in a population when a selective pressure, such as an antibiotic is present. As described above, the mutator allele reaches fixation by hitchhiking along with a beneficial mutation, for example, one mediating antibiotic resistance, and not because of direct selection for adaptability. However, once the selective pressure is no longer present, the supply of beneficial mutations is dramatically reduced and the population favours a lower mutation rate. Thus, higher mutation rates are thought to be favoured when environments are fluctuating, such that beneficial mutations are always available. However, theoretical work has shown that the highest levels of adaptability occur at intermediate mutation rates, regardless of how rapidly the environment fluctuates. In an alternative hypothesis, a higher mutation rate might be favoured because it correlates with increased replication speed. According to this model, a virus that replicates its genome faster will produce more copies of itself and have a higher fitness than a slower replicating competitor. However, their speed replication will, as a Byproduct resulting result in a more errors being produced during the replication process. This model may be particularly applicable to RNA viruses with short genomes and large birth sites. A faster replicator would have a substantial fitness advantage of a slower one. Here, changes in mutation rate are subject to a speed, fidelity, trade-off, and are explained by a kinetic proofreading hypothesis. This model posits that the inclusion of a time delay between the formation of the RDRP enzymatic complex and the incorporation of the nucleotides connects as a crude proofreading mechanism and result in increased fidelity. Indeed, biochemical assays purified RDRP have shown that faster polymerases have lower fidelity. Additionally, studies in RNA viruses have shown a cost to replication fidelity with more faithful replication resulting in a direct fitness course relative to the fitness of the wild type. One notable point for either hypothesis adaptability or speed is the importance of context for the evolution of high mutation rates. Selection bias through time, likely between hosts or even within a host, such that the selective pressures acting on mutation rates also vary over time. When we analyze a sample of a natural population, that sample is just a snapshot in evolutionary time. This analysis occurs outside the context of selection and it's not clear what forces are acting on the mutation rate or what mutation rate is favoured. For example, computational studies have found that a high mutation rate can enhance adaptation in the short term, but ultimately causes extinction in the long term due to the accumulation of the deuterious mutations. Overall, this subject can be quite complex, with the evolution of higher mutation rates potentially dependent on population size, mutator strength, the supply of beneficial mutations, the deleterious mutation rates, life history properties, the frequency of environmental fluctuations, and the time frame being considered separating the causes and consequences of mutation rate evolution has been widely discussed in the fields of virology and population genetics. Further studies that can distangle specific mechanisms will help to elucidate what selective forces shape the observed mutation rates and which of the above hypotheses might be the most applicable viruses future directions within the last decade numerous studies have expanded our knowledge of virus mutation rates and highlighted some of the complexities associated with their measurement and evolution mutation rates can be estimated using a variety of methods and newer approaches have the requisite accuracy and power for comparative studies. Although most mutation frequency and rate estimates do not capture context-dependent effects on mutational spectra, recent studies have addressed these factors explicitly. Both of these factors may be important for considering the ability of a virus to evade the immune system, evolve resistance to antivirals, or emerge into a new host species. Improvements in the measurement of mutation rates will enhance our ability to understand mechanisms of fidelity and build a strong foundation of structural studies. It is clear that mutation rates are subject to natural selection and that the deleterious mutation law drives mutation rates lower. What is less clear is why the mutation rates of many viruses are so high. And why there is so much variation in mutation rates among species? It is often assumed that wild-type mutation rates represent an optimum simply because selection has been acting on the mutation rate of a virus for a long period of time. However, the concept of an optimum mutation rate is context-specific In the literature, the optimal mutation rate has been viably defined as the rate that maximizes the fitness, growth rate, or adaptability of a population. For any of these definitions, what may be considered optimal in the short term may not be optimal in the long term. In fact, computational studies have shown that selection can result in a mutation rate that is suboptimal specifically in terms of long-term adaptability. Other studies suggest that some viruses replicate at an optimal mutation rate, but specifically within the context of immune escape. Again, the definition of what is optimal is important. The rate that maximizes immune escape may not be optimal in the context of transmission or within host persistence or over longer evolutionary time scales. The wild type rates that we observe today are snapshots from a complex evolutionary history with mutation rates likely changing over time within a virus species. The long-term stability of virus mutation rates is important for understanding the trunctability of using fidelity variants as vaccine candidates, and how virus populations will respond to the application of a mutagen such as those used in lethal mutagenesis. Accurate measurements of viral mutation rates, identification of naturally arising fidelity variants, and evaluation of mutation rates over time will improve our understanding of whether mutation rates likely to change in the future these approaches combined with experimental evolution and deeper mechanistic studies of polymerase fidelity will better reveal the complexities of viral mutation rates thank you for listening if you have any suggestions please contact me on twitter pub or send me an email info.pub.reading at gmail.com see you next time